Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, personal opinions, spoilers galore, vivacious rants, and speculation. Listener discretion is advised. Spark in Television Tuesday, Episode 9. Hello, listeners, it's Zan, and guess what time it is? Yes, it is Tuesday, so time for Television Tuesday, Spyrokin's podcast where we talk about new television shows that just came out and are streaming, and give our opinions on how they are, their characters, their overarching plot, and if they're worth binging or if you should avoid, like, the plague. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com, or you can recommend a TV show to us at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spyrokin.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-E-K-N. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. Hope all of you have been doing well. I've been doing pretty good working on some of the various podcasts. And once again, it is just me. But do not worry because Greta will be back for a very special episode that's going to be done in response to this. And you're probably wondering, what do I mean? Well, let me just get it out of the way. So this week, we had several new episodes of the TV shows we're watching, and we also had the season finale for Snowpiercer, a two-parter, so we had two episodes that we're going to talk about, and because of that, because it's such a momentous occasion, and it was two episodes, we're going to do our spoiler episode for Snowpiercer as a separate thing. We're going to be doing it over Skype, and so audio quality is going to be as good as usual, but it's going to be... Greta and I, as we discuss our feelings for the season finale, what's going to happen in the future, and what our opinions of Snowpiercer episode 9 and 10 were. Don't worry, I'm going to give my initial thoughts here without spoiling too much, and we're going to have a spoiler section for the other two TV shows that we're talking about. So, anyway, let's actually get into that, shall we? Because we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Now, first off, we have our... Our new and recent show, it's been a lot of fun to watch. The horror drama series called Nosferatu. And this was episode four, The Lake House, directed by Craig McNeil. And this episode had a lot to deal with the family dynamic of the McQueens and Lou Carmody, the McQueenity family. uh, How they're dealing with everything going on, them being on the run from the Wraith and Bing. We had situations going on with everything setting up for where this season is going further. It's one of the slower episodes, more contemplative, but it does deal with how Vic and Wayne's relationship has changed since the first episode. How there is a bit of a... I don't want to say there's a block, but things are not as it should be. And because of this, Wayne may be led astray. There's more going on, but this is one which is more of a thinker episode. This is an episode that you want to see what happens next. Especially with how the episode ends, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger. So, I'm excited to see where this is going. This episode feels like it could have been half an episode, though. It is a lot of character development with Wayne and with Vic, and also with her father, how Chris has changed over time. I love the fact that we have this character who, in the first season was a alcoholic who left his family and he's become a stand-up guy a man who's there to protect his family and i really hope that he is safe i don't want him to die in this season we're gonna have to wait and see what happens but we'll see so yeah this is definitely a binge worthy episode but it's not the best it's not a meh it's it's decent uh usually this would be a borrow from a friend and don't return but since these are streaming episodes it's a good episode just a solid episode we'll say so that's what's going on with uh the lake house 
And we'll talk more about this in the spoiler section, which is after the credits. So, next we have our other show, which is Snowpiercer, where we had the season finale, which was a two-parter episode. We had our first one, which is episode one, uh, season one, episode nine, The Train Demanded Blood by James Hawes. And then episode 10 of season one, 994 Cars Long, and this is directed by James Hawes as well. And what could I say about this without spoiling anything and keeping you room for the episode? Well, a lot of shit happened. This was the culmination of the entire season. Everything has been developing from it. From the initial point of when Leighton was released from the Tailies to investigate a murder to what everything has been set up for, which is a rebellion of the Tailies and now the third class against the first class. This is a fight between both sides and what's going to happen between them. But it's not just that. This is also the outcome of that, of the aftermath. How things change, how things have to evolve, and what do the people who were on the losing side, how do they deal with this? How are they going to expect to live in a world which is now different? Which they lost in. And that is what this season has been led up to, and it shows how different everything is. Again, Jennifer Connelly does an amazing job as Melanie, and we see what happens to her. And we see all the weight that she's had on her this entire time being the crown, and how now that she's no longer in charge, how is that going to change? You have a lot of evidence going on about what's happening in the real world as well, what's happening outside of Snowpiercer. Is there other elements occurring? Are there other survivors out there? This season deals with all of that. And this finale leads to a point where your mouth drops and you are shocked. And it's a very kind of satisfying ending, but also it's kind of a confusing ending as well. Because with um, a regime change, a lot of things happen. Because everything doesn't run smoothly once a regime changes. So that's what happens there, and we're going to talk more about that with Greta in a follow-up episode, which is probably going to be at the end of this week or next week, depending, because she still has a lot of things that she's doing. Either way, but yeah, this one is definitely, this made the season worth it, just the wait for this. I do feel, though, that some elements were sped a little quickly, but overall, great season finale, and it leaves you wanting more so much more going on so finally we have star girl episode nine brainwave which was directed by tamara davis who i believe she directed no she has not directed any other episodes this season and this was a episode that pretty much explained henry king senior and what his situation was how he became brainwave and how Henry Jr. is dealing with the fact that he has telekinetic and telepathic powers. Besides all of that, we also have uh, Courtney and Pat trying to figure out what's going to go on now that we know that Cindy's father is a member of the ISA and what's going on with that. We also find a little bit of history behind Pat. And then we have one of the most awkward situations possible where there is a dinner party. Uh... What else happens in this episode? Well, that's all going to be in the spoiler episode. This episode set a lot in motion. We've had a lot of scenes in this season where a lot has been setting up in motion. So a lot of setup, and then 
a lot of times the finale doesn't work out as well. Uh, last episode's a good example of that where the setup was great and the follow-through was not great. This one has set up a lot, and it's a great episode for the actor who plays Henry Jr., because he is dealing with a lot of situations, and we're talking about, uh, what is his full name, uh, Jake Austin Walker. He does a tremendous job in this episode. He's carrying a lot of weight in this, setting everything up and dealing with what is going on. Also, kudos, definite kudos to his father, uh, played by uh, Christopher James Baker. Christopher James Baker does a great job as a young, in videos of a young brainwave and seeing how he evolved into this person who is truly he's not a horrible person but you see where he where he became a villain it makes sense in a weird sort of way but you wonder why he's changed so much besides that we also have um, a couple of other interactions going on and i will say this in this episode courtney is a little bit more restrained a little better but she still comes off as naive and she's trying to be the heart of her team. And I like that this part of her, that she's the heart, but she is coming off a bit. Oh, well, everything will be fine, which, well, we're going to have to wait and see where that goes. We've got four episodes left of the season and I don't know. Also the big news that this, we talked about this last week, but the big news that this is no longer going to be on DC Universe. It's going to be specifically on CW. That's going to make things a little bit different. I don't think the budget's going to be as good as this season was. I also am concerned about what's going to change with this, but we can see where it does go, though. This is a kind of a miss it episode also, if you're not a fan of exposition. It's a truly exposition heavy episode. There's no fighting in it. It's just set up. It's just putting all of the all the pieces in uh, place for the rest of the series. But it is a necessary episode to have. Now, the next episode, Brainwave Jr., that is going to be the episode that we'll see if this setup follows through or not. I don't know. We'll talk more about some of the things in the spoilers. But So, this week we've had one Totally Watch It Right Now one, and two setup episodes. Not a great week, but not a bad week. And now that Snowpiercer is done for the season, we have to find something else to watch. So if you have a show you want to recommend for me to watch, email me, sanitspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know. Hope you guys enjoy, and I think that's it for this episode for now. Stay tuned for spoilers after the music. Otherwise, have a great week, and keep watching TV. I'm your host, Zan. I'm gone.
it's time for spoilers. All right, so you have been warned. Officially, this is the section where we talk major spoilers about some of the shows that we are discussing in the episode. Since I said that we're going to be doing an entire spoiler talk about Snowpiercer, uh, the season finale. We're leaving that for another episode, but we're talking about our two other shows. Specifically, Stargirl, Episode 9, Brainwave, and we have Episode 4 of Nosferatu, The Lake House. So let's start off with brainwave uh star girl this episode was like i said it was a great character study for henry king senior it shows how with the beginning that he murdered a guy in self-defense and it was because of what he heard in the guy's head and this led to brainwave becoming this man who believes that people are horrible because they think such ugly thoughts and i love that Henry Jr. is the same way he's hearing all these horrible thoughts. And this leads to, at the end of the episode, he ends up accidentally killing a shady lawyer just as his dad wakes up because he hears these thoughts. He do, and he doesn't mean to. He's like, oh my God, what did I do? And Henry's kind of shocked, like, what did you do? So I am curious if Henry Sr., yeah, he's a villain, but maybe he mellowed out over time or maybe he doesn't want his son to be a bad guy. I don't know. It's one of those dilemmas that's intriguing and also, more importantly, it's questionable. I want to see what happens with that. But we've had a lot of things development with him. And I think the best interaction for Henry Jr. was um, early on when he's waiting there and we had Courtney come to him and try to convince him to join her team. And he discovers that she's the reason why his father is in the hospital it's that scene of when Yolanda Wildcat shows up and threatens him to stay away from my friends. And he reads her mind and he sees that she says, it's like, I loved you and I trusted you and you betrayed me. And he has a feeling of just hurt because of that. Because he realizes he fucked up. He has to see the repercussions of what he did. And I wonder if this will make him a better person, a hero. We are going to have to wait and see. But I think that he's got some great character growth. And I think that he's going to be a great character for the series. If he becomes a good guy or a bad guy. Now, other things. We have uh, Dragon King meeting with the ISA. And he acts like he's better than them at first. But then he's like, can I join? Like, he's acting completely like an outsider. And seeing how they hate him. And he hates them. But he's like, listen. We've had our differences. But now we can finish our project and we have a way to do it. We can brainwash a large portion of the U.S. to create our own new America. And that's the plan for the ISA. We finally find this plan that the ISA has been working on, which is kind of stupid. I mean, it's kind of genius to have like, okay, you're going to have your own country inside of a country. But it's like such a small population. It's, we're going to have six states and it's the, the like minimalist states possible. I was really like confused by that. If it was like, okay, we're going to take over 30 states. I would be like, this is awesome. But it's like six states. It's not that many states. But I, I do like that Dragon King when he takes his daughter's locked up and she starts acting out and he tells his minions, gas her. It used to calm her down when she was a baby and you hear her getting gassed down. Like he doesn't want to kill her yet. He just wants to punish her for being a bad girl, for making a mess. Even though she knows who Stargirl is and could tell them who Stargirl is. That was a great sequence. The other sequence that we got to talk about is the reveal that there was a Seven Soldiers of Victory, one of the most obscure DC superhero teams ever. And I love the fact that it's like, we called ourselves the Seven Soldiers of Victory. There were eight of you, Pat. 
yeah, we always argued about the name. And this is one of the best parts about the episode, just showing this total, like, a spotlight on these obscure superheroes for the DC universe. And it just, it's one of the reasons why Stargirl has been so unique and special, because they're focusing on these obscure heroes, and they're doing a great job in it. It's like almost Stargirl is just kind of the... uh patchwork or the, the 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 focus behind all of the cool things in this and the thing that's cool is you see the photograph of the seven soldiers of victory and we've wondered if vigilante is going to show up if shining knight's going to show up and it's a photograph of vigilante of shining knight and then the coolest thing is green arrow and speedy in their original comic costumes are in the image so i am curious when they do do a crossover with the arrowverse will pat recognize the images of oliver queen or will oliver queen actually show up like as a memory that'd be kind of cool if they had um a mel show up as that version of oliver queen like kind of cool I do love that it shows that and he brings up the fact that there was another team and he points out that they were considered a lesser team than the JSA and they were the ones who fought the Dragon King and how if the Dragon King is there, it's super dangerous and how we need all the help we can get. And I wonder which of the members of the uh, the victory the seven soldiers of victory are going to show up besides the shining knight. I mean, we have Stripesy, we have the shining knight. I wonder if vigilante or if wing is going to show up or the Crimson Avenger. I want to see where these guys show up. I, I really do. However, anyway, besides these individuals, the other point we have to bring up is of course the dinner party when you have, because of reasons, because she's feeling sorry for her boss, we have Courtney's mom inviting Jordan and his family to the their house for dinner. So you have Stargirl and Pat having dinner with Icicle and his family. And the reason why is because, you know, his wife works with Icicle. And eventually you have Courtney discovers that Icicle is Jordan because he grabs a hot plate and it doesn't burn him. He's like, oh my god, that's Icicle. And you think, oh god, he knows that she's the bad guy. He's like, you know, there's another reason why I was here. It wasn't because of this. You think, oh god, this is exactly the same as with Cindy, where Cindy reveals she knows that Courtney is Stargirl. He's like, I wanted to meet the girl that my son likes. And you're like, oh, nice bait and switch. So they switched it and he likes Courtney and approves. It was also very strenuous to see that his parents, his father, isn't likes the mom and probably wants Courtney's mom to marry Jordan. And then Jordan's mother hates Courtney, thinks there's something wrong with her. So I think that this dinner was used very effectively in a way that it was very similar to if you watch the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, the scene where it's Thanksgiving with norman osborne and peter and they're talking and it's a very like norman starting to realize that maybe peter is spider-man and it's that kind of tension and it ratchets things up severely and i'm curious to see where that all ends up now last thing we got to talk about is the cliffhanger where you have courtney's mom finally discovering that her daughter 
is Stargirl. She walks in, sees the staff lit up, and she's like, what the hell's going on? And, and breaks stuff. So we're going to have to see how that ends. I mean, will this mean that Courtney is going to divorce, uh, or Courtney's mom's going to divorce Pat? Are they going to separate? Are they going to leave Blue Valley? More importantly than that, will Courtney's mom finally tell Courtney that her dad was not Starman? We're going to have to wait on that. We really are. I have to wait to see what happens, but I'm excited to see the next episode to see what the fallout of this is going to be. So, now let's get to the other show that we're going to be talking about this week, and that's going to be Nosferatu Episode 4. And this episode was just the calm before the storm in where we've had the McQueen's, McCarmody Queen team. That family has moved in with her dad. They're hiding out there while everyone's looking for Bing and... They're looking for Charlie Manx. And you have that uh, Maggie is with them. And they're just trying to, to survive. And we see how things have changed. One, I love the fact that she's making explosives with her dad. Because that's how they're bonding. Because they're going to protect their family from what's going on. I like that. But we also see that Wayne kind of hates his mom. He thinks she's a horrible mom because she drinks and she's bad. And he's talking to Charlie. And Charlie's tempting him over time. And we see that he's slowly just giving in. And it's heartbreaking because you see that Vic wants to be a good mom. And she even admits, like, look, I screwed up. But moms have to be here and I want to be here. And she admits to Lou that she wants to be a better mom. And she's going to go to AA and she's going to become a better person. And I want her to have that happy ending. But this is showing that she's trying and it's not going to be good. It's because at the end we have Wayne telling Charlie exactly where they are. So he knows. And it's because he wanted to have a happy life where he didn't have to deal with any arguments or fighting. So Charlie may win this. He may take Wayne. And it's, is it too little too late that Vic is trying? Like she's... The episode is her trying to figure out what to do, and eventually she realizes what she needs to do. She apologizes truly to Lou, and then she starts being there for her son. And But when she talks to her son, finds that he's talking to Charlie, she tells him, she like, I won't be mad. Then when she finally gets mad, he's like, you probably would be mad. He's like, listen, don't believe anything he says. And then the end of the episode where he tells his dad, who he has obviously more respect for than his mother, he's like, I made a mistake. And we know that Charlie's coming to get him. And it's kind of heartbreaking to see that because it's like he realizes he messed up and I don't think he wants to lose his dad. And hopefully he realizes that he loves his mom because his mom cares about him. That's why she's so stressed out. It was an emotional roller coaster ride for that element. And then the other element we got to talk about is when we had um, Hutter finding Bing, finding the house asleep. And that whole sequence of when she shows up, finds Bing, they get into a fight, and then Charlie shows up and she shoots Charlie in the head. She rests Bing, Charlie shows up, and then she shoots him, and then she runs away because she's hurt. And then the Wraith just runs her over. And now she's injured, so now Maggie. And her have to see if they're going to run away, if they're going to stay. And it's led to a lot. This episode was set up, yes. But also there's some major consequences that have occurred because of this and where is it going to go? 
and one of the scenes I thought was the best touch to it was the fact that we see Wayne's ornament in a tree. He's looking up and he kind of hallucinates and he sees the bat as there, and that's his his um, ornament. I hope he doesn't turn into one of those vampire children. I really don't. But uh, I think that's what's going to happen. If you've seen Nosferatu this season, let me know what you think. Email me, zanspirekin.com. Let me know what your thoughts are. I mean, will bats give in or will he try to fight? Let me know. So I think that's all we're going to say for our spoilers for this episode. I think that's it. And let me know what you think. Let me know if you enjoyed this, if you didn't, and let me know of a new show I could watch to fill in the spot where Nosferatu was. Hope you guys are doing good, and hope you guys have a great day. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Keep watching TV shows, and I'll see you next time.